Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, this is Natalie Jean and this is Natalie Jean. And today on Chatting with Nat, we have indie singer-songwriter Demaray. Demaray is an indie singer-songwriter from Saudi Arabia based in London, England, who's also grateful to be able to do this for a living. She draws inspiration from so many artists such as Imogen Heap, Fiona Apple, Phoebe Bridgers, and The National. She's been singing and writing ever since she was a child. There's truly nothing out there that makes her happier than making music. So while we wait for Demma to come on, we will play her song, Train Tracks. Yeah. 
we'll hear you, Jen. So that was Demma's uh, train tracks. Uh, Demma is having some technical difficulties, so um, you're going to just hear me chat on until she can finally get on. Um, so here at um, Chatting with Nat, um, we like to talk to individuals. It can be both male and female uh, that love to speak their truth. Um, and also, you know, we empower women and men in the music and entertainment and performing arts. Uh, we definitely want to support independent artists that are doing their thing out there. This uh, journey, we are all in it together. And it can be very hard and arduous and, and crazy and crazy. You know, like these things, like having tech, technical difficulties right now um, when uh, you're trying to do a podcast. Um, Emma is all the way in London, and I guess she's trying to log into uh, the link. <laughs> and so here I am chatting with Nat. And basically, I'm chatting with Nat because I'm talking to myself. Um, so, you know, if you guys want to come on and get interviewed on chatting with Nat, it'd be great. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can chat about. You know, you can express yourself. You can say whatever you want. You know, my uh, podcasts are very authentic. You know, uh, I like to ask questions that are not prepared because I want you to be like, stop. They're like, oh, my God, that's a great question. Oh, my God, I never thought about things this way. Um, because, you know, a lot of people are gravitating more to the authentic people. So she finally has gotten on. Hello. Hi, Hi how are you? Hi, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know what happened. I was ready to go, and the link's just not working. But thank God it finally worked. All righty. Well, I was just talking to myself, um, basically, and just trying to, and I explained that you were having technical difficulties. Um, oh, thank so, you. Things that happens. Um, so how have you been during this pandemic? Uh, well, um, I've, I've been trying to make the best of it, really. Um, in a weird way, I'm sort of grateful for it because it really gave me the time that I didn't have before to dive deeper um, into my music and to work on it more. Um, so um, really good, despite of, you know, the, the, the unfortunate circumstances that we're in. Right. Um, how do you pronounce your name? Uh, it's Dima. Dima. Yeah. Just like Tina. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, in the beginning, I said it wrong. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Everyone does. It's great. <laughs> um, well, we know that this, these past couple of years have been super crazy. I call them the cray-cray period. It's just, I just don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. You know, sometimes I lay in bed and I'm like, oh, it's just the 21st century. We're going through a pandemic. This, this can't be real. <laughs> but like you said, you know, people took time during our lockdown and everything that's going on to really think about life. And we know that the pandemic has been very bad, but there's been some pros in it, believe it or not. Um, I saw the weirdness of family, families walking together outside. That shouldn't be a weird thing, but uh, (laughs) you don't see it. You're just like, Oh, what's going on here? I've had people say they cut back on hours because they realized they weren't spending time with, uh, their families, you know, climate change, the pollution yeah. level 
actually went down because nobody was in the streets during lockdown. So the animals, mm-hmm. the trees, nature was extremely happy with the fact that we weren't out there. Um, <laughs> there are people that quit their jobs. There are people that said, you know what? Screw this. I need to do something that makes me happy. If I'm living, yeah. living that could possibly kill me, I'm, I need to do something, you know, exciting. And then for artists or, or people in the arts, you know, they decided to rebrand. I talked to a lot of people that rebranded, took down their music, decided to do a whole different thing. Some, a lot of people basically uh, had self-introspection. You know, they really wanted to take the time yeah. to really who they wanted to be as artists, if they want to be effective players, is this about fame? So for you, did you take the time besides creating new music, did you take the time to really decide who and who you are as a musician and how you want to be perceived? Oh, yes, absolutely. I actually got goosebumps all over when you said that you've talked to a lot of artists who have used that time to rebrand themselves because that's exactly what I did. Um, Because I I worked on a couple of singles um, before uh, making this EP. And that was years ago. That was around 2018 and 2019. And I had a completely different sound than what I have today. And I was writing um, very differently. I was just trying to keep it safe and fun. And I wasn't really diving into what I was really feeling. Um, And it got to a point where I took a really long break from recording and and singing um, to just really go go deep into myself and I was just using this time to better myself so I spent most of my time reading and also um, meditating because I had high anxiety during um, around the, the start of the pandemic I was really just I was anxious and I was scared um, didn't know what was going on just like the rest of the world um, but I really used that time to better myself. And in a weird way, it felt like I was kind of rediscovering who I was as a person and as an artist. Mm-hmm. And it really gave me the courage to write the songs that I was scared to write before or thought that I couldn't write before. Um, and I ended up writing the, for the first song that I wrote for the EP was a song called Afterthought. Um, and it's a really emotional song about... Uh, just all these questions that we ask ourselves on a daily basis and and the feelings that we go through and how we kind of um, discard our dreams and our desires for the sake of practicality, even though it doesn't make us happy. So really, yeah, it was a really hard song to write. Um, But the second that it was out, I just kind of felt this, um, wave wash over me and it it felt like the floodgates opened up and Mm -hmm. I ended up writing from a place that I've never used before I've never even seen before so it was just yeah it it was amazing um and I definitely I felt like I uh uh, what my friends say you kind of um uh rose from the ashes just like a phoenix (laughs) because I felt like I really hit rock bottom um and you know, thank God that the sun came up and I was able to start all over again. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now, <laughs> what was it about the music industry that made you say, okay, Dima and music are supposed to be together? Was it something that you heard, you saw? What was it that inspired you to say, you know what, I've got to do this music thing? 
Well, it, it was definitely, I mean, I used to love to sing from such a young age. Uh, the first memory that I have of me singing was watching um, The Little Mermaid when I was, I think, three years old. And I just loved it. I was feeling something that I just couldn't explain. It felt truly magical and just marvelous. And I just kept thinking, oh, my God, I want to keep feeling this way all the time. So I replayed that movie over and over again. Um, and I used to sing with her. And I remember loving this feeling of using my voice in that way. And I would just sing all the time, every day, um, which annoyed my brother a lot. <laughs> but I, I grew up just singing all the time. Um, and it wasn't until I, I think I was around eight years old or nine years old where I tried my hand at songwriting. And of course it was terrible, but it was just so much fun. And I loved that. I loved using it as an outlet um, because I couldn't express my emotions uh, at that age. I just felt like it was really hard for me to explain what I was feeling or express it in, a, in an appropriate way. Um, so I was using songwriting as an outlet and I basically, I felt like I was addicted at some point because I would just write everything down. <laughs> Even at school, um, you would see me in, you know, recess time and I would have my notebook and I would be writing down. Even if I was around my friends, I would still constantly be writing. Um, and when I got older, this, this uh, love for music never died. It was always there no matter you know, right. whoever was around me that said, this isn't, this isn't a practical career. Like you should, you should really, you know, focus more on, uh, you know, the business side of things. Right. I, all of my family members are business women and men. Um, so I had a lot of pressure there, but, you know, thankfully I, I persevered and I pushed through. Um, and it wasn't really something about the music industry as much as it was about the art itself. Um, because for me, honestly, nothing could make me feel the way that music does. And mm -hmm. yeah, I just, there, nothing makes me happier than writing and singing. And I just, I knew that this was what I was going to do. Well, that's great that you're following your dreams. Now, <laughs> thank you. how important is it for you to be authentic in your songwriting and in your life? Oh, that's very important to me. I really prioritize that. Um, you know, I really want to be honest and as authentic as possible in front of, you know, uh, cameras and, and uh, my listeners because, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, um, the, the beauty of music or the, the thing that connects us all is the, the desire to have that emotional connection with somebody else. You know, a lot of people say, when I hear the song, I just feel like I'm not alone. Everyone feels that way about a specific song. Um, and it, that's just so beautiful. And, you know, and I think the artists that are very special are the ones who are authentic and they're true to themselves and their artistry. And I know for a fact that you know, their fans and their listeners really appreciate that. Um, and as a fan myself of so many artists, uh, I really appreciate that too, to see someone, you know, just be themselves and not try to put on this facade or, you know, and even when they're honest about, you know, bad days or even a bad year sometimes, it's just, it's really inspiring too, to see how, 
you know, they, they know that they have um, a large audience, but they don't let that get to them. They still want to have a genuine connection with people. Because um, at the end of the day, I think that's what we're all here for. I agree. Um, the past couple of years have been crazy. And um, yeah. one of the things I learned, you know, between the pandemic, the elections, George Floyd and all that, that stuff going mm-hmm. on, people wanted to gravitate to something real because of the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. touting fake news, this, that, and the other. People wanted something they could relate to. So people wanted something that they said, okay, this I understand. This is real mm-hmm. to I can latch on to this. And people wanted hope. Uh, During the pandemic, uh, I had time to do a lot of conferences, especially on TikTok, which is very, and TikTok is very interesting to me because you can see so many different things. You can see people being serious, giving you great advice, silly (laughs) music, all kinds of different things. But the one thing they said was that the most authentic videos are the most popular videos on TikTok. Because when people are watching them, they want to be, they, in their mind, they want to be able to say, oh my God, I could do that. Let me do a duet. Mm. Let me do, let me do this. Let me do that. And that's why the authentic ones are extremely popular because it's something that those people believe they they can achieve. Obviously, if they're watching Mm. mainstream artists do their thing, they like it, but it's not like they're going to go into their head and say, oh my God, I'm going to do that too. They want Mm, authenticity. They want something relatable they want you know they want to feel and I think during the pandemic um a lot of people had more time to listen to independent artists out there and and get to know more of them because in in my opinion uh the difference between mainstream artists and independent artists I think independent artists are way more deeper they really talk from the heart not Mm. like Taylor Swift talks from her own experiences but right. she, is, she has, like, great production. And when I think of independent artists, I think it's on a deeper level where the production is not so overzealous, where it's really mm. that independent artist that is um, expressing themselves through music. And they're, they're pouring out everything. And it's not overproduced. It's just them yeah. relating the story. And, you know, at least with independent artists, they can create the, the way that they want. They're not, you know, I was at a songwriter session for country music because I do country music. And they're like, yeah, you have to rhyme with everything. They're just like, why? Isn't the point just to tell a story? So as independent artists, we have, yeah, we have this, we have this openness. We can create whatever yeah. we want. And one of the things that I've learned, you know, a lot of people are afraid to dip their toe or foot in trying something different. I love to try different things because, you know, the other thing I learned is that people are tired of listening to the same stuff on the radio. If you turn on the radio, it's the same sound, the same mm-hmm. people. You know, it's almost like, okay, do these people have to pass away in order to for other people to be seen and heard? Because independent artists don't have the same deep pockets as mainstream artists um, to be seen and heard. So to say all of this is that the, as bad as the pandemic was, it actually opened a lot of doors for many indie artists to be heard and seen. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fantastic thing. So, you know, kudos to you uh, for remaining authentic in yourself and your music and everything that you do. Now, you. what do you love about being an artist? Oh, 
that's a nice question. Um, I honestly, I just I love the fact that I'm able to, I guess, put into words things that I can't um, describe or express properly, and to send it off into the world and have people connect with that in their own way. And then have them reach out to me and, and tell me how that impacted them or, or their lives or even if they just enjoyed it. There's just something about, and it doesn't come from a place of wanting validation necessarily. It just comes from a place of knowing that someone enjoyed something that I created. It, in some way, shape, or form, it um, enriched their lives for even a second or just the length of the song. Because I think that's what I feel like when I listen to you know, um, a song that really makes me feel something. I just, I, I love it. I enjoy the moment or I cry with the artist. And right. yeah, and, and to me, that's just something so beautiful about being um, an artist. I'm so lucky um, and, and grateful to be one, honestly. Um, because again, and I think art in all its forms, not necessarily music, but it, it's again, it's this um, connection with people. And like you said, we're all searching for something real and something to make us feel something and you know to be an artist is to kind of be in service to that it's to be in service of the voice inside of you uh that is always wanting more and sometimes we don't even know what that is it could be more love it could be more honesty maybe even more fun but I really think that you know art uh really does um uh you know, I guess, yes, yeah, in service of that, it, it just always tries to reach you in that deep place that you don't even know how to reach, if that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like I was really big. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I've been telling people also is that, you know, music is our superpower. Music can make mm. so much difference in people's lives, whether they're angry, sad, you know, upset, or joyful, whatever. You know, they can take one of your songs and say, oh, I'm going to play Dima today because that's what I need at that moment. And that particular Mm. song they listen to gives them what they need at that moment. So that's why I tell independent artists or musicians or whoever's out there doing music, when somebody listens to your song, they're getting what they need. That's your superpower. You have the voice and the talent to bring forth what they need at that moment make a difference in their lives you know what I mean definitely I just got goosebumps all over (laughs) that was incredible yeah no but it but it's but it's true and that's one of the things that I've observed during this whole poo-poo pandemic (laughs) (laughs) poo-poo um that music makes such a bigger difference now you know, there's there's some genres where people are still fighting to be seen and heard because country music. Um, right. You know, they don't have that many black people in there, and they're just like, oh. Mm, <laughs> there are a lot of up and coming, and people are trying to break down barriers, which is great. I, n- I never understand why. You know, music is music. There shouldn't be any hate or anything. We're all trying to do the same. Yeah. The platform is big enough for all of us. And if the whole yeah. idea is to bring joy in somebody's life, we shouldn't care who's doing singing. Okay? Yes. Oh, my hurt. God. Yes. Unless they've done something crazy in their life, um, hurt somebody, 
This is a platform where we are trying to bring joy to people. And it's one of the best platforms to be on if you can do it. Remember, every day I say music is my superpower because I know for my goals, it's all about making a difference in people's lives. You know, because I, I do a lot of social impact message songs. It's all about that for me because we need, you know, we have this tool. We need to bring it out there. So thank God you're doing your thing. Thank God there's a lot of people doing their thing. Now, what is your songwriting process like? And if you get writer's block, how do you deal with that? Ooh, <laughs> uh, this is really interesting because I recently had writer's block. Um, so my songwriting process is very spontaneous. I rarely ever sit down and say, okay, it's time to write a song. Um, it's always, you know, um, either a concept that just came to mind or lyrics that I just thought of or a melody that suddenly popped into my head. Um, and I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that if you look at my voice memo app, I have mm-hmm. over 2,000 voice notes. Oh <laughs> so I record, I record everything and anything that can pop into my mind, and then I favorite them or I just put them in another folder. Um, and, you know, it, it's such a process, really. Um, but, it, it, again, it's very spontaneous. So, mm-hmm. you know, I either have the idea for a concept or a melody, and so I just put, pull out my... Um, a recorder and I record and I just kind of improvise uh, so I sing whatever I'm feeling or I sing whatever the concept is about even though I've never been in a certain situation I just kind of think okay what would that person who has been in this situation feel like right. and I would just sing sing everything out um, and sometimes it would be a long voice note ranging from you know five to ten minutes sometimes and then what I would do is um, I would just listen back to it and write down all of the lyrics that I liked. And then I would um, start cleaning everything up and eventually, um, you know, figure, figure out the, the tempo and the, the time signature. And then, yeah, there you go. That's mostly how I do it. And sometimes it feels like a, a messy process, but for some reason that just really works for me. Cause mm-hmm. again, I, I, it's, it's, I think the fact that it's, spontaneous and it's not something that is uh, that I'm forcing myself to do because I feel like if I'm forcing it it's not going to come as naturally or it's not it's really not going to flow um so yeah that's the process and how I get over writing um writer's block is I honestly just leave it alone if I Mm. feel like I'm blocked at a certain part of a song or I'm blocked in a song in general I just leave it and I go do something else anything else you know i but mostly it's reading. I would I would always go in and read a book or sometimes poetry and that instantly inspires me. Or I could just be, you know, hanging out with my little sister watching a movie and then boom, the lyrics uh, just pop into my head. And recently that's exactly what happened. So, yeah. Yeah, I, um, when I get writer's book, I just, I scream at the, the computer. <laughs> I scream at the piece of paper. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Something comes through and nothing does. And then I walk away and the next yeah. day something does come through. And I'm like, you, you know, I can't just, oh, today I'm going to write. No, it doesn't work like that for me. Yeah. Um, I have to be inspired uh, to write. Um, I know this woman that I um, interviewed a while back and she she had a thir- she's done it several times. She's done a 30-day challenge, writing a song every day for 30 days. Wow. And then, yeah, she's been able to do it. 
you know, so she said some days, oh, it could be just a few words. I mean, the song doesn't have to be that long, lyrically. It all depends yeah. on what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm totally that with you. I have to be inspired. Um, but the, the the crazy thing is the, the the best place for me to get inspired is in the shower. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> you know, I'll get out of the shower and I'll repeat. And sometimes I'll, I'll bring my phone to the bathroom so that I can try to repeat something. But it's just, it's just, it's not the same thing. And so <laughs> I that I'm going to create a gadget that's waterproof, soundproof. That you can put it oh, in the shower. <laughs> and you then another friend said, um, uh, she told me about this thing that you can buy on Amazon. It's like a waterproof pad, and you write. Um, you can write on it with your pencil in the shower. Now I bought this That's thing. That's amazing. I have a habit of <laughs> and putting them wow. to the side and not opening them for like a year later. But I have to go find that thing and put it in the shower to see if that really works. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the creative process is very interesting. I usually just. You know, I, I try to start out with the chorus and uh, write around the chorus um, mm-hmm. and go from there. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's super, super crazy. Now, um, I did play your song, um, Train Tracks, um, which was a beautiful oh, okay. song. Tell us what that was about. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so, so Train Tracks was actually, um, I, I feel like it was years in the making because I, I've had this, um, I remember recording a song just for fun through GarageBand um, mm-hmm. two, two years ago, I think. No, uh, but when I was 19, so back in 2019, I can't do the math. <laughs> but um, I recorded the song and I called it Train Tracks, but it was not what, we heard, what you guys heard t- today. Um, it was something completely different, but it was this idea of kind of romanticizing a train ride in a way. Just because right. I, I really, for some reason, I really love train rides. It's, it's just something about them that I, I love, and it just makes me feel like I'm in a movie. It's great. Um, but the inspiration behind this song was um, to kind of tell the story of time and how different people view time. You know, some people can l- love the fact that, you know, um, time is, is constant and the future is ever-changing. And there are some people who don't like that at all, and they would rather have everything stay the same and would actually prefer to live in the past. Um, And so Train Tracks is uh, a song about um, a person leaving, uh, you know, wherever it was. It could be, you know, um, a relationship or it could just be moving, uh, leaving um, uh, their hometown to go somewhere else to follow their dreams. And so they're happy and they're excited um, and they're looking back fondly on all the memories that they had. And in contrast, um, uh, you can hear in the lyrics that the other person on the receiving end of, you know, the goodbye is really devastated and um, would rather, you know, live in the past. And they actually are living in the past because they keep going to the places um, that you know we used to go to, and they're trying to get that feeling back again, but they know they they can never get that feeling back because it was just for that specific moment in time. Um, so yeah, that's what Change Tracks is, is about. It's about you know hope and um, 
the, the future really and how, and, and how you decide how you use your time and how you view your, your future really. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you, you liked it. That means a lot to me. It, it's definitely one of my favorites from the AP. Um, <laughs> great. Oh, I love the idea of train track. Now I'm going to play your song Red Light. Um, please let me know what that's about. Yeah, Red Light. Um, so that was the first single. It's about an um, emotional affair, really. Um, it's about two people who are, you know, falling in love, but they're both in, uh, you know, respective uh, relationships, and uh, they know that. And, and basically, tells the story of um, uh, just they're having. They don't know that they're falling for each other, but it's very. Um, obvious and they're trying to deny it as much as possible and you know biding their time uh, before you know either calling whatever they're doing off or calling their relationship off because everything is very um, unsettling at the moment and I just I really wanted to write a song about that because I think there are so many songs about you know uh, physical affairs and you know who cheated on who but I really think an emotional affair is something that needs to be talked about and yeah Definitely. No, yeah. that's a good, that's a very good topic. You can, yeah, you can achieve emotion. Yeah. Your thoughts have power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For Definitely. sure. All right. Well, let's play this red light.
That was beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Have you thought about trying to get your mu music into film and, and television? Uh, I, I mean, I have talked about that with um, uh, my uh, producer. Um, and yeah, that would be really exciting. I, I, I would definitely be open to that. No, you should definitely you should. Your, I mean, your music, your your voice would do well in those that arena. Um, oh, thank you. Now you have your album "Smoke Screens Out." Um, why did you decide to write that album? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, well, I've I've always wanted to um, uh, have an an EP. Uh, but it, it's kind of the length of an album, really. So, um, but it was originally a, an EP, and um, I've always wanted to do that. And uh, when I was writing the the first song, which is ac actually the ra the last song on uh, the tracklist, Afterthought, when I wrote that, I got the inspiration immediately for um, Poison Ivy, and mm. then Train Tracks happened, and then Red Light, and I had four songs, and I said, Oh my God wow, okay, um, so am I going to do them as singles? What's going on? But something about them felt very interconnected. And so I knew that I needed to do an EP. I don't know how, but, you know, I just set my mind to it. And, you know, thank God um, it happened. <laughs> now, which one of your songs do you love to perform the most and why? So, I, yeah, I haven't performed any of my songs uh, live just yet, but um, I've been rehearsing, and I think mm. one I really love to perform is definitely Poison Ivy. I just, I love that song so much. Um, and probably Red Light. That one's pretty fun. It's, it's definitely more upbeat than the rest of the song. That's awesome. Well, hopefully, you know, I can hear it hear it being performed one day yeah I hope so too yeah what are three things you wish you had known before you you came into the music industry before you got into the music industry mm, interesting um three things I think that okay the first first thing is probably that it's um perfectly fine to pave your own way you know, you don't have to necessarily follow somebody else's path. Um, yeah, you, you can follow your own unique path, um, no matter how late you started or how you want to go about it. It's, it's your journey, really. Um, and um, the second thing is to really have um, solid, genuine connections with the people that you work with. Because mm -hmm. um, I think we all know that in the music industry, you know, just like any other industry, it has its pros and cons. Um, yeah. And there are people who are only in it for certain reasons that might not align to, you know, with, with my reasons. So mm -hmm. I really prioritize working with people who, um, you know, have the same energy and values as I do. Right. Uh, and I guess number three, um, I think just write whatever is in your heart and not what you're pressured to write or what you think the world wants to hear. Just write what you want to write. And that's something I really struggled with um, when I was writing my EP because 
they all the songs felt very unconventional and not what you hear in the mainstream and I felt really insecure about that um, but I was really grateful to have you know amazing friends who always supported me and an even um, more incredible of a support system in my uh, music producer and sound engineer um, all over at, uh, over there in Nashville we worked remotely and they were just amazing and always supporting me in my music um, especially when I wanted to cut because <laughs> Afterthought is it's around eight minutes long and I thought that was just crazy and I said oh my god no I think I have to cut it to five minutes um, at, at least um, and I was really happy that my producer you know uh, advised me not to do that and to be true to myself and to the song itself um, so yeah I think those are three very important things to know before yeah. going into the music industry basically stay true to who you are as an artist 100 percent yeah be your own unique self because you know it's okay if somebody's trying to be a cover artist and they they love to emulate somebody but if you're trying to really get into this music game come up do your own thing i think those are the people that stick out the most and i love unconventional music i do unconventional music you know one person mm-hmm. told that you know whenever you do a song i never know if it's you you always sound different and i love that oh i love that yeah Yeah. i'm giving them the unexpected so i totally agree with you now what is one thing an inspirational quote a message or whatever that you like to use to push yourself throughout the day or when you're feeling down or you want to get yourself inspired wow (laughs) there's so much uh oh one thing that always gets me inspired um and I really use this religiously. I listen to um, almost anything by Jonathan Larson. He's one of my favorite um, musical composers of all time. But specifically his song, uh, Louder Than Words. It's mm-hmm. such an inspiring song. You know, basically says actions speak louder than words. Um, right. And it, it's so beautiful. Um, and, you know, also piggybacking off of that answer is, the quote um uh you know uh, every day you're either choosing between love or fear and so always choose love um and that that's something I always carry with me uh every day uh, in, in in certain situations I always ask myself okay am I deciding or am I acting um out of fear or out of love and trust in, in myself and whatever um uh the outcome is um, so that's really important. Um, and also just another thing, I watch a lot of Jim Carrey interviews mm. and speeches. He's just such a ray of sunshine, and I, I, I love him. Um, and he has a lot of great, uh, you know, uh, inspiring speeches yeah. and just one-liners that he says. Yeah, he's great. Phenomenal. Um, well, Dima, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. Um, obviously you're an amazing artist. I love your voice. You know, I will follow everything that you do. I won't be stalker, but I will follow. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Everything that you do. I really appreciate that your time on here. And remember that music is your superpower. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was truly an honor. And I apologize for being late. I was really struggling and I was nervous um but you know thank you so much for being so understanding and it was such a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much now everybody that was Dima Ray on chatting with Nat she's an indie singer songwriter 
you gotta check out her album. You gotta check out her music. She's phenomenal. Go find her. She is on Instagram. Uh, Demaray Music. She's on Spotify. She's on Twitter. Demaray Nine. SoundCloud. Dima Dash Ray. Where you stream? You can link tree. It's all in here in the body of the message in the blog talk radio. Um, until next time on Chatting with Nat, this was Nellie Jean and Dima Ray. And here we go. We're taking you out. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.